There we go, it's the 19th of May and my name is Nigel Booth, this is The Reality Check and welcome to your Thursday lunchtime. If you've not listened to us before, let me just explain to you very, very quickly. We are here discussing the way that we think and the way that we feel and how they have an impact upon the way that we do things. We've got an amazing guest in today, an absolutely amazing guest. And I'm going to say it's brave. Um, His name is Owen Jones. He's the author of a book called Losing My Addiction. And he's going to share with us a whole load of stuff coming through the way that he actually managed to lose his addiction. But before we do that, I'm going to say a great big hello and welcome again to the producer of our show. Glenn, how's it going, my friend? It's going good. Thank you, Nigel. Yeah. Good weekend? Uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. I got out and played some disc golf, although I lost my disc in a, uh, a bush. And then while I was looking for it, I got stung by a lot of nettles. And then as I found out later, also some poison ivy. Uh, no I found way. that out on Monday when my leg started swelling up and going red. And uh, yeah, I've been promptly put on a course of antibiotics to deal with that. And uh, right. yeah, so you wouldn't think, but yeah, there's poison ivy out there. So if you're traipsing through the woods looking for discs or whatever else, it's. Uh, You'd be careful of the, the poison ivy. Yeah, Actually, I've got to be honest it. with you. And again, it's, it's a great reality check, that is, because it's like. I've heard of uh, poison ivy, but I yeah. didn't think it was here in the UK. And I don't know if I'm being naive with that, but no. Well, maybe I, I mean I wouldn't say I've got it wrong. Maybe the doctor's got it wrong. That's what he told me. It, he thinks it is. <laughs> right. I must admit I don't know and still don't know what poison ivy looks like. So no. I didn't see it at the time. Maybe I should do a bit of research so I can no. look out for it next time. Absolutely. But, yeah. but otherwise, all good. All good. Well, if one of our listeners knows what poison ivy looks like, don't yeah. forget you can always get in touch with us. Just drop us a line here at Nigel at therealitycoach.co.uk uk and uh, let us know what poison ivy looks like absolutely my week has been a very very interesting week you know uh, mm. a couple of weeks ago we had uh, a couple of guys in uh, lawrence silver fox johnson oh, yeah. at the blues yeah, and uh, and and nick stapini mm. that is is also making the film on him um it's going really well and you know for, for listeners that, that listened out a couple of weeks ago to to silver fox's blues there's only going to be a short period of time before he's out there actually gigging and we're going to sort of really try and make mm. sure as many people that we can get out there to see him. Yeah. What a wonderful, wonderful guy. Fantastic, yeah. So, welcome to the show, Owen Jones. It's fantastic to be here. Thank, thank you. you. Well, welcome. thank you. And I think I was saying in the introduction there, and, and, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I think it is, it's very brave, but I am so appreciative you know, there are so many people that, that are listening that are possibly going through some of the things that you have gone through. And personally, I think that we've actually come to that point of where people are beginning to feel more relaxed about being able to have that ownership of their journey up to date. I think, uh, you know, it's only of recent years, isn't it? I think a lot of people previous to this were kind of sort of moving away from, I don't want to tell people about what it is that I've done and where it is that I've been. So just very quickly, tell us, what is it that you do? Um, I work as a project manager um, for a finance company, um, okay. nine to five. Um, I also now have a boot camp um, in Kingsthorpe that I run four times a week. Okay. It re- really, really helps um, me mentally and emotionally. Got, got a great crew of people there. Um, and it's something that helped me um, in the early days of, of quitting um, and as well as that, I mean, clearly I've written this book. I do a few talks around town as well now. Um, and just recently took on an allotment. So it's a, a busy old life and a, a very, very different one from, uh, from when I was in my drinking days. Wow. So boot camp. So if yeah. you're in the Kingsthorpe area of Northampton. That's right. When do you do your boot camp? Um, the boot camp is Mondays, Tuesdays, 
Thursdays and Saturdays in Thornton Park, and we're called Queen's Park Fitness. Wow. So check us out on Facebook. Um, the website's there, queensparkfitness.com. Uh, it'd be great to see people there. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, we're going to sort of explore a little bit more about your whole life, the ups and the downs, and, and how you've managed to sort of get into the addiction and actually get out of the addiction. Well, welcome back. This is The Reality Check, and we have got Owen Jones here, who's talking about losing his addiction. Now, Owen, I nearly called you Charlie then. Uh, Owen, you wrote a book uh, which got published in January called Losing My Addiction, which we're going to you know, explore in a little while. But I was wondering whether or not you could just take us back a little bit um, and give us a little bit of the background before you actually got this addiction. And your addiction is, is drink. That's right. Yeah, alcohol. Okay. Yes. So what were you doing prior to this? Uh, prior to this, I mean, I, I take my sort of starting of starting my sort of drinking, and you might call it career, mm-hmm. um, which I may say I've retired from now. Um, <laughs> Congratulations! That kind of started. I think it would have been whilst I was at school. I really started sort of getting to a point where um, drinking was a problem. We, I was away at boarding school, and we had a, a sixth form bar okay. um, at the school, and at the age of seventeen, when we could go into the bar, and we were twice a week allowed two pints now i of course swapped tokens and uh yeah, yeah. very very quickly um rather than being there i think the bar was open four or five times a week and we were allowed there twice i was there four or five times a week um i then took a gap year after after school to try and work out what i wanted to do and my evenings were spent sitting in the corner of the pub um the wooden walls of old england if we remember it in collingtree wow um and i would get there straight after dinner and stay until closing time I'd finish my evening off with a perno and black um, and the next morning mum would take me to to work uh, temping at Wembley Playcraft making plastic footballs for the six o'clock shift wow. so I'd have a, a pretty ropey first couple of hours but I was earning money it wasn't getting in the way I thought I was enjoying myself mm. being stuck in a village what else is there to do I didn't drive at that I wasn't driving at that time um, because I didn't have a car, not because I hadn't passed my test, and there was no way my parents were going to let, let me borrow theirs in the evenings. Um, and, it, and it kind of progressed from there. I was, when so I, what age was this? So you, this is quite young then when you started to... And would you say at that age, this was a problem at that point, or was this just socially okay? I think it was, looking, looking back, it was a problem because I would go, I would get fidgety at home, mm-hmm. and I think the fidgeting bit was was in, looking back as an indication of there being a problem. I, I couldn't sit still. It was like, I've got to get out to the pub. Mm. It's so boring here. Right. Um, and yeah, it, it, it started very young. I didn't recognize it as being a problem, but, but looking back and reflecting on that, 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 they were really, that was really sort of sowing the seeds of a, of a real habit um, mm. that I wasn't to get out of for another nearly, nearly 40 years. Wow. wow okay yeah. and i suppose you hear the term like functioning alcoholic isn't it and it's people being able to to function effectively and meet the majority or if not mm. all of the things and their commitments that they need to but inside there must be something that you know needs to be dealt with you at some point you have to come to that conclusion but that must be really hard when you're kind of in it yeah well when i was in it i, I knew i had there, there were points when i was um really in trouble um and i would have to leave work at lunchtime and go to the pub for, mm. to have a couple of pints in order to stop shaking and rattling yeah. and just feel normal again one of the one of the odd things i had was a real difficulty swallowing uh, when i was when i'd had a, a few the night before have a couple of beers and that would go down so i was i was kind of justifying having a drink 
not to sort my head and my mind and that out, but to sort this physical problem that I had. And it took a while. And pretty much as soon as I stopped, that went away, funnily enough. Wow. Mm. Um, That's amazing, isn't it? So you you get to the point of where, you know, and as as Glenn was saying there, a functioning alcoholic. Um, What does it feel like? Because you you already said as well that, that I knew there was a problem. What did it feel like for you? And, and again, just, just very briefly, what would you feel like emotionally when you're in that position you know that you've got a problem but you're carrying on with it? Um, I, I guess I felt stuck and it was just a matter of thinking, it, it, as, I, as I describe it in my book, there's a point of, at which I, I needed to feel good enough to stop quitting. Uh, welcome back. We are the uh, the Reality Check, and today we're talking with Owen Jones about losing his addiction. Owen, you were just talking about recognising quite early doors that there was a problem here. And, and what Glenn was talking about was the, the sort of... Um, uh, what was the terminology you used in well like functioning alcoholic it's just something I've heard I suppose how long was that for you functioning functioning I would say probably 20 years wow Uh, yeah from my mid 30s through yeah it would have been about 20 years of of holding down a decent job Mm. uh, responsibility staff uh, family house holidays from the outside pretty much everything seemed normal Mm. Right. Did anybody know besides yourself? My wife knew. My parents knew. My brother knew. A couple of a couple of close friends knew. My boss knew, um, and that was it. And what was it like? Uh, because you know, I, I think that um, I, I, I drink rarely. You know, I'm not saying that I don't drink. You know, but I don't drink very often. When I do, it doesn't take very much before I'm sort of feeling giddy and, and sort of feeling that. When you've got the addiction of alcohol and you're you're having to drink it, like you said at the lunch times, what is the impact it has on you? Because you said it just brings you to sort of a normality. What is that normality? Okay, if you imagine you're feeling pretty rough from hangover. Mm-hmm. And you want to just feel like you did before you had a hangover. Mm. For an alcoholic, the best thing to do in a warped sense is to have a drink because that will take yeah. the edge off the pain. Mm-hmm. It will numb the shakes and the fear, mm-hmm. and it will bring it. It will bring you, oddly enough, to a point that's less bad than you are at that point. Yeah. So you feel better than you did before, and if you feel better than you did before. It's, that's it's a good that's a it that justifies world. it yeah. it's a supposedly a good thing which yeah, wow. clearly looking back on it it's not no and it's almost like creating a new baseline for yourself isn't it whereas you know a, a non-alcoholic person would have a drink sometimes but their baseline is either is not being hung over when they wake up in the morning the majority of the time and i suppose if that then becomes your baseline is actually to be have just had enough to feel not hung over you've uh, completely moved away the sobriety aspect of it as being a state Absolutely, yes. I mean, if, if you kind of imagine a horizontal line, when you, when you start in the drinking career, a drink will put you up on a peak, and mm. afterwards you'll drop down to a trough. You'll have a drink when you're in the trough to get back to that peak, but each yeah. time the peak gets less high until the peak is no longer as high as everybody else is normal, and mm. you're peaking below normal. Wow, and, you yeah. just get, and, that, and that just progresses down and down and down, but you still have the peaks, even though they're very low. Mm. Wow. But that tricks the mind into thinking drinking is good. 
Because mm. yeah. I think, uh, you know, the, the, the very basic definition of, of addiction is is that you need something, whatever it is, you know, your, your, your chosen poison, if that's what we'd want to put it as, um, is, is that you've got to have it just to feel this equilibrium in life for, for yourself. 100%. And, and the thing with an addiction is that um, it is actually the, the ancient brain that's working on, on its survival mechanism. Um, because when you're feeling it's thinking only of today it doesn't have any concept of the future and yeah, if you are yeah. feeling bad today it has learned through experience that a drink will make you feel good so your mm. ancient brain has only one option and that is survival and survival for it is today and today it says i need a drink because i know that has worked in the past and it will work again wow mm. wow 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 and am i right in saying that um your body kind of gets used to that and then and, and it almost prepares like it gears up like your liver gets ready for the fact that you're going to have a drink oh i don't know i haven't i haven't, no, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't really looked like into that, that. I've, I've heard yeah. something along those lines yes but i certainly yeah. know that as you pick up your drink or you unscrew the bottle of wine mm. or take the cork out of it your body starts feeling the effect of alcohol before it's even in your bloodstream of course of course well you wrote a book we're going to come back and talk about your book losing my addiction you're listening to the reality check on revolution radio today in the studio we're speaking to owen jones author of a book losing my addiction and owen's sharing with us all um his his story really and his journey through uh alcoholism and then coming out the other side of that i was just looking on the back of the book there uh owen it says about in a world where taking drugs is seen as a greater evil it seems strange that alcohol is so readily accepted and i think that's so true absolutely because it does seem it does seem odd and strange that you know a drug has been just for, for and, and we've seen prohibition in other countries and things like that and that doesn't really it doesn't work really in that way but it is strange that so many drugs are illegal and alcohol is almost in many ways celebrated um uh, and right. and throughout you know your personal life and in in business and i know i've seen i've worked in the insurance industry for many years and to be fair i think in the london lloyds of london and that seems to have cleaned up its act quite a lot in the last 20 years but i know that historically that was one of the booziest professions you know and and you think it's almost like you'd struggle to um do the job if 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 you weren't in that you know you wouldn't fit in Mm -hmm. and it must be really difficult i mean i don't know how long ago was it that um since you had a drink i think my last drink was in september 2019 right okay so So two two and a half years a a fair old stint it's a fair stint for having had that many years prior to that it being essentially your life i suppose absolutely and and in september if you'd asked me the day before I'd had my last drink, when was the last day you didn't have a drink? Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to answer. I would have no idea. Wow. So, so you definitely drank every single day? I think I had probably the odd day that I didn't mm. it, over the course of a year. And was that hard? What, not having Not one? having a drink? <sighs> yeah. Mm. It was very odd. Um, the day would, certainly the evenings would drag yeah yeah they go on forever Mm. um and yeah and now they 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 fly by Mm. um and i'm I'm, I'm enjoying and i'm enjoying myself i mean last night for instance i was at the roadmender there was a gig by from uh, miles kane so it was chucking it down with rain at the time so drove there it was only a mile a bit lazy yeah yeah. drove back he is banging woke up at six this morning to crack on feeling fresh as a daisy now if i tried to do that three years ago it would have been a very very different story wow 
Wow. Well, I think going back to what you were saying there, Glenn, in regards to this sociably accepted thing that mm. you have a bad day, get yourself home and, and have a, a glass of wine or a beer, and it almost seems to be encouraged yeah. a lot of the mm. time. And and I'm sure that, you know, when we get into things like the addiction of, with alcohol, what was the thing that actually started you off? And I know that you, we talked about the bar at the uni, but it's like, you know, cause it, did you realize or recognize that, uh, you know, alcohol was this acceptable thing and no one's going to moan and groan at you because you've had a couple of pints? I guess it started before I realized, and it, it would have been as I was, when I was very, very young. Um, I remember one, one Christmas, uh, my dad used to sit with the family and do a recording on an old tape recorder oh, at Christmas, yeah. go doing yeah. a bit of a review of the year, oh, yeah. highlights of the year. And I remember when I, I think I must have been eight or nine years old and he put a pint in front of me. Right. Yeah. Um, and he said, do you think you could drink it? Do you think you could, do you think you can manage that? Whether I had it or not, I don't know, but mentally it was there and lodged in my mind. Looking back, it's the most bizarre thing to do. Absolutely. Moving on a few years from there, yeah, it was bizarre. We were kind of into the more normal introduction to drinking where um, I would have my special pewter glass or pewter thing um, for a glass of wine watered down Sunday lunch. We'd always sit together as, as a family and I would have have that so i was introduced to alcohol at a very young young age and mm. this was also during the 70s and i remember very very drunken parties on a on a sunday lunchtime the sort of 70s excess yeah yeah and yeah. i was and i was a, a 10 12 year old wine waiter walking around making sure that everybody was always topped up so oh, yeah. from a young age alcohol was in my mind if not my body yeah and almost accepted that this is what we do this is yeah. absolutely and, and i remember having a laugh about trying to get certain people out of the house because who's going to be the last and who's going to collapse on the sofa isn't it funny wow. yeah and then you look back at that and you think wow yeah welcome back to the reality jack uh we are speaking today with with owen jones and i don't want to spend too much time explaining what we've done because people would have listened but you've written a book called losing my addiction and and this tells the you know uh, everybody about where you went, how you went, and so on and so forth. Uh, and people can grab hold of this book. That's the thing that that we want to sort of give people the opportunity to go and read your story and hopefully get to to be inspired and motivated to make that move themselves. Where can people actually get a link for to to get this book from? Okay, so the book is on my website um, www.drunkdadtodriedad.com. That's drunkdadtodriedad.com. Nice oh, and easy brilliant. one to remember. Yeah. Uh, there's a little tab on there to buy it. Um, and on the site, there's loads of other information, um, articles, and what have you. I've written on all sorts of subjects related to alcohol and quitting. So drunkdadtodriedad.com. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Guys, if you're listening today and you want to go and read someone's story, I've, I've got to recommend this book, Losing My Addiction. Um, DrunkDadToDryDad.com. That's the one. Okay. I also wanted to sort of ask you the question because there's going to be lots of our listeners and it may not be with alcohol. It could be with drugs it could be with food it could be with exercise it could be with a variety of things because we are quite an addictive thing of these human beings whether that's from having the addiction of having a cup of coffee in the morning before you go to work and you can't do anything until you have that Mm. coffee or whether it comes up to these substances that have a real impact upon the way that we live our lives what was the trigger point for you on that sort of night that said okay that's it i'm done i i'd been out on the quite a bender with some friends on the saturday and ended up Sunday morning, having a beer in the local pub in the cock, um, 
just to feel better. And a friend came over out of the blue and we had a conversation. I was a few pints down by then. And because I was quite drunk, I can't actually remember the exact words he said to me, but it was along the lines of, are you really sure you want to be doing this? And it was as simple as that. Wow. Now, it taken, I think what had happened is that I'd done tons, and, and this is what I would encourage anybody who's got a problem to do. I'd, had tons and ton, I'd done tons and tons of research. I'd read loads. I'd been on forums. I'd been in chat rooms. I'd been to AA. I'd been to therapy. I'd done lots of different stuff. And it just happened that all this was coming together. And it was the right time and the right place. And my mind was open at that point and receptive because right. of that research yeah yeah everybody can do that research and i'm not certain everybody get everybody gets into drinking or into any addictive behavior their own personal way and everybody gets out their own personal way i kind of like, like look look at it like a jigsaw puzzle okay uh, i have my own personal jigsaw puzzle mm-hmm. everybody else has their own personal jigsaw puzzle what the picture is doesn't matter but that i can't take your jigsaw puzzle pieces mm-hmm. and make them fit my puzzle because it won't complete the picture. And until I've got the complete picture, I'm not in a position that I'm ready to quit. I had that, the last piece of my jigsaw puzzle was that conversation with Stuart to pop that last piece into place. And once that piece was in place, my mind was 100% settled on quitting there and then that minute. And that's what you did. And I did. But it was, I quit, I quit immediately after 10, 20 years of preparation. Right. right of course yeah. I think that's the important thing here because I think as you were saying earlier on uh, just before we started the show is that a lot of people think that, well you just did it quickly overnight well done mm. but actually the preparation the research the, the, the getting ready for this it can take a long long time can't it absolutely and, and you don't know when you're going to stop um, but when it, when it comes and you've done that preparation certainly for me it wasn't hard because it was the only decision left. Um, the only yeah. decision to... to there was the only one. So there wasn't really a decision to take. It was taken for me. Mm. Well, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're rapidly coming up to the end of this. Um, so thank you very much for coming into the show. Uh, we are going to get you back to do one of the podcasts, if that's okay, Owen, because I think there's a lot of information there. Yeah. I just want to spend this time saying thank you for coming to the show. Thank you for sharing your story. And again, guys, if you're listening out there and you want to come and share your story, don't forget, get in touch. You can always drop me a line at nigel at therealitycoach.com. Glenn, any last words um no only that Owen. i think you mentioned you just wanted to uh, the the group that people can come along to the camp oh my book um, my book camp where do people where do people go very quickly in a few very seconds. quickly it's in on thornton park yep. in kingsthorpe uh, monday tuesday thursday and saturday mornings the others in the evenings yep. uh, it's queen's park fitness check us out on facebook or our website um, and it would be brilliant to see people there yeah great Excellent. sounds good all right yeah thanks, thanks guys. very much now catch Bye-bye. you next week thank you